Hi, and welcome to another episode of Gay Fate Podcast, the podcast where we spill all the tea on wrestling. I'm the gay cousin of the Anawaii family, Grant. And I'm your host, Chris. I provide Elias with all of his flimsy, flimsy guitars. I'm Julius, and I'm sad to announce uh, breaking news. There will be no more D for our friend Shorty G. Chad Gable quit, and I'm sad to see him go. Why does he get no more D, though? <laughs> he's still around. He's angry now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he needs time away from, like, you know, the D. He had a he's D shortage. Well, he's, not, he's not Shorty G. He's Chad Gable. Lars Sullivan d- did him dirty. I loved his reveal, too, and he goes... I'm Gable now. And, and we were yeah. all like, oh, he's going by a single name. Chad Gable. And we were oh. like, oh, he's James Bond. <laughs> yeah, there was a really weird... Hi, welcome to our podcast where we talk about Chad Gable, nothing but Chad Gable. Yeah. Um, well, you, ta- you mentioned Chad Gable and he gets into my mind's eye and I can't look away. Yeah, he's kind of... <laughs> As the kids say, he lives rent-free in your head. Yeah. I love that. Is that what the kids are saying these days? They are saying that. It's like a way to come back at someone to be like, I'm I'm living rent-free in your head because you're still thinking about me even though it's like a thing. It's like something you say to get back at someone. That's fair. Yeah. I would like to say I have noticed the kids saying that. I I don't use it because I'm over 30. Yeah. uh, It's such a weird thing to say. But to be fair, Chad Gable has a, he shares a twin bed in my head rent-free. With Braun Strowman. Can you tie in some more of our podcast episodes <laughs> yeah. in there real quick? Just to kind of just to get that subliminal messaging in our okay. viewers' ears. But your mind's eye sees that, right? A little twin bed shared with uh, Braun Strowman. No, the visual is striking. Yeah, it's beautiful. Would, you, in your would you say that Braun Strowman has chest hair of champions in this <laughs> twin bed? With... Hey, mention Matt Riddle's foot fetish. <laughs> That's a good episode. Get that one in there. I hope everyone at home's taking notes. These are all the episodes you can go back and listen to. Write them down and give them five stars, people. And other ways you can support us is by backing us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Podcast. I said backslash. Yeah. Is that a thing? I think that's correct. They'll figure it out. But speaking of Patreon, we have... Okay. Stay in your lane. I got this. Couldn't help but notice you introduced yourself as the host earlier. Incorrect. I'm driving I'm a ship. host of the show. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, the, three the host. Grant, you said the host. This week. Grant, you're the host? I'm sitting in the orange chair, and that makes me the host. It makes or you a host. target. Yeah. Hey, but speaking of Patreon, we have our Patreon listener questions. Da, 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 da. We actually have two today, which is exciting, because usually we have zero. It's true. Are they both from John? They are both from John. Okay, good. I wrote correct notes then. Uh, we like to thank our Patreon backer, John, for submitting these. Does John know anything about wrestling? Yeah, he used to watch back in the day. That's ex- Like, what was, what's back in the day? Um, he. So, do you want to bring up the, his first question? Because that kind of gives you a general idea of his range of knowledge. I guess. Yeah. His first question is, Rikishi? Question mark. Simple question. Simple answer. He's still around. As in he's alive, yeah. Yeah. He's not wrestling. No. He's not medically cleared to put his butt in other people's faces. Yeah. I think we've mentioned that before, but yeah, it is sad that the last time he showed up, people were like, he's going to do the stink face, and someone had to come up and be like, he's technically not medically cleared to do that. And it's like, it's barely anything. It's sitting down. It's not even sitting. It's just kind of backing it up like a, you know, just throwing it back, as the kids say. But yeah, that's (laughs) on Rikishi's... I guess, unfortunate status. He's still around, not medically cleared to stick his butt in your face. It's quite a th- have you, you know who Rikishi is, right, Julius? Off the top of my head? Uh, no, but he's in my mind's eye. Okay, well, here, instead of your mind's eye, let me pull up a picture on Google Images for you. Um, he is best known for... Well, if you ask Rikishi, he's best known for uh, his work in the Wild Samoans or um, tag team. But anyone else will tell you he's most known for his run with Too Cool, uh, Sky Too Hot, and Grandmaster Sexy. And this is Rikishi. He, he used to stick his butt in people's faces. He looks like Samoa Joe. Well, he is Samoan. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he's part okay. of the Anawaii family. So when you he's said related name, to Roman I, Reigns and Dwayne I The Rock Johnson. I picture this in my mind's eye. Didn't he run over The Rock with his car? He ran over Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin Cold. for The Rock. For, okay. I did it for The Rock. <laughs> I did it for the people. <laughs> yeah, they tried a Rikishi heel turn and it, it did not go well. Oh yeah, look at him sticking his butt. Wow. Yeah, mm. people loved him much more for his um, smelly butt than they did for his 
attempted murder. Yeah, kind of indicative of the times for that, where they were just like, you could just stick your butt in someone's face, and they were like, what a great wrestler. Oh my god, Wrestle with the Package would have a field day if they started doing that again with, like, you know, Braun Strowman. The Rock shoved Vince McMahon's face, like, straight into Rikishi's, like, hole. Like, his nostrils <laughs> definitely got in that thong. And it's crazy because that's your, like, cousin. Yeah. You oh know? Oh my god. And I don't know that I would ever feel comfortable shoving your own cousin or shoving someone's face into your own cousin's butt. John, can I, John, can I tell you my favorite? It's just you and me right now. Can I tell you my favorite Rikishi story? Chris is here too. He's yeah. good. Johnny, I snuck in. He's right here. Julius is here too. I want to know. That's the game we, podcast. We all too. need to hear it. Um, so apparently, um, I feel like I've heard the story from multiple wrestlers, like on interviews and stuff. Rikishi had three different thongs. Uh, one that was usually laundried and freshly clean. One that was like so-so, and then one that was just horrible, like had not been washed. And depending on how much he liked you, is like dependent on how, like how much you know which one he wore. Because like nine times out of ten, you're gonna get a stink face of some kind. Because that's what people bought tickets for is to see Rikishi back up his big beautiful rear end into someone's delicate little face. And apparently, if he didn't like you, like for realsies, he'd wear his very stinky thong. <laughs> I'm sure that awoke something in some people, like, back then, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, someone was, like, really cheering for the stink face, and, like, yeah, it's an exciting move, but, like... They're I- in, like, those floor-side seats, and they're close enough to smell which underwear Rikishi picked out. Do you think, like... I'm just picturing, like, okay, like, I'm X-Pac, right? I'm going against Rikishi, I'm in the corner, we're gonna do the stink face spot, and I just smell, like, beef, you know? I just smell, like, day-old sweat beef, and then he's booming that thing into my face... Is my job worth it? I guess so, cause, but I don't know. People are being really mean on Twitter. I just looked it up, and they were comparing Rikishi's stinky thong to Lizzo's dress that she wore to the um, that basketball game where she had her butt out. Oh, She doesn't deserve no, that. No, Lizzo's, Lizzo's is beautiful. Rikishi. Yeah, Rikishi. It's not no, Rikishi. It's a... really funny that people are like, wow, she's really dressed like Rikishi. And Rikishi <laughs> will argue that his... His claim to fame is like his early work. It's like, no, sir, you are the butt man. I like that he he th- his claim to fame is that you know it's my early work. It's not the stink face. Yet he apparently weaponized his thongs to use against <laughs> his enemies. He's, he's a he's a he's kind of a, in my opinion too. He's kind of a stinky mean boy because at his hall of fame, he's in the hall of fame by the way. But he didn't think say, yeah, he I'm didn't think sure. Scotty too hottie or Grandmaster sexy. May he rest in peace. And it's like, no offense, but those two kind of... I mean, it wasn't just Rikishi. Too Cool was very much like the catalyst that made him important. Yeah. But, so, John, to sum it up, um, Rikishi's cool <laughs> in my book, but a bit of a stinky meanie. Yeah. <laughs> stinky meanie. But that makes him an enemy of the pod? No, but what a great segue to oh, our next listener right. question, which is also from John. John, I'd like to thank you for submitting two questions. Um kind of going over your allowance um maybe consider upping your package before asking us more than one question <laughs> you know um, at not, a time let's not stretch it too far <laughs> just I, like rikishi's thong let's not stretch it too Ooh, far nice one thank <laughs> you thank yeah. you all right moving on from rikishi into our second listener question the question is uh i just wrote enemies of the pod do you have the full question uh yeah so john was curious to know about our enemies of the pod and what they did to get enemy of the pod status why don't you start us off I will start us off, I think, with one of our more notable enemies of the pod, AJ Styles. Um, I would say noted homophobe. Noted. He, Celebrated. Yeah, homophobe. in his early career, he said the F word a lot. And I'm not talking about fuck. I'm talking about the F word that, you know, straight people aren't allowed to use. The super producer's giving me the nod. Uh, fag. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, um, so you're Can if we you're say com- that on the podcast, will Apple get mad we'll at us? We'll put a warning up. We'll put a warning up. Um, but yeah, he definitely said it a lot in his early career to the point where there's a super cut on YouTube. Is it like an early career as in like he was like 19 or are we talking he was like 35? Uh, when I watched the super cut, it looked like he ranged from about like 19 to like his mid 20s. Gross. Because it's like it goes on for like a good minute and a half. Do you think sometimes like when Rikishi's like butt was in your face you could tell what he had had for dinner oh i wonder like, if other wrestlers like, like compared... a sommelier of just 
<laughs> stench. I wonder if other wrestlers compared notes and they were like, man, Rikishi was really stinky tonight. And then they were like, oh, he's not usually stinky. <laughs> yeah, he usually cleans up pretty he's well. Nice to me. And William Regal was like, what's all this then? How come every time I wrestle Rikishi, I come out smelling like, you know, the queen's armpit? <laughs> like three-day-old blood pudding. And meanwhile, like, I don't know, The Rock's like, really? I smell like daisies. <laughs> okay, uh, sorry, where were we? Uh, AJ Styles. Keep going. Uh, yeah, so AJ Styles, if you look it up on YouTube, uh, you can find a supercut of him basically just saying faggot over and over again in his uh, early career and then when asked on a podcast after he was in the wwe about his fans in the gay community his response was simply the gay community i like how so, i like how the more and more you do that the more and more it sounds like there's a t in the word gay <laughs> you're really no i mean that's like you're capturing him perfectly he's like that's why i got into this gated community is to keep the gay community out oh my god he's not a fan of the gays no it's I mean, he's right here, so we can ask him his opinion. Oh, he's here? Yeah, he's right here. <laughs> do, do you want me to switch? He can take my seat. Yeah, hold on. Mr. AJ Styles, what do you... Yeah, yeah, what, what do you faggots want? <laughs> you know, I think unless you're saying the gay community, I don't know that it works. We've said faggot a lot on this podcast. Listen, I don't have a problem with gays in general. I just have a problem with them having rights. So, here's the You've thing. you slipped into Amy Conant Barrett. <laughs> oh, man. Let's not let's not get into that. I'm gonna get real sad. Yeah, me too. Should we move on? Oh well, yeah, Julius. Who's your enemy of the pod? So I think in light of recent events, I'm gonna have to say Velveteen Dream. Oh no yeah. longer friend mm-hmm. of the pod status. It's kind of like a friend betraying you by being a sexual predator, huh? I mean, that was a big whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it went from being like he's a predator to guys, it was a racist conspiracy thing to. Oh, turns out he also is a predator. We used to be, we used to be big fans. As the kids say, canceled. Yeah, I think that's a good choice because he was the one, he was a friend of the pod turned enemy. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, his friend status is officially revoked. He's on the enemy, yeah, enemy list. Enemy number one. Yeah, I don't like that his heel turn includes like, you know, sexually harassing people online. I just think there's things, other things you can do to get heat, you know. Take a chair. Hit your friend. Don't send them inappropriate messages when they're 16, you know? Do other things. Yeah. Allegedly. Legally, we have to say. Allegedly. What about you, Grant? Oh, uh, my enemy of the pod is probably, right now, I feel like an enemy of the pod, uh, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Only because I'm not convinced they're not the same person. Did Sammy Guevara get his uh, friend of the pod status revoked because... He's never been a friend of the no, pod. That's true. Never. Did he get his enemy of the pod status by almost killing... Uh, um, no. That was like the start of it, right? Like he yeah. almost killed Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy and then, before tried, that, and then was... tried like two more times. And then... Before that, he had it had come out that he said he wanted to rape Sasha Banks. Oh, right, and everyone's like, biggest... well, guys... That was four years ago. We all make mistakes. And I was like, I mean, when I was 22, I never went on a podcast that had more listeners than my own podcast and said, I want to rape this prominent woman or any person for that matter. Because when I was 22, I knew better. better. Mm -hmm. When I was eight, I knew better. (laughs) Am I better than Sammy Guevara? I would say yes. And uh, in every aspect of, I would even say physically. And again, Sammy Guevara, if you're listening to this, I challenge you to a street fight. There's there's no evidence that He's improved himself since then. No, if anything, Matt Hardy knows something we don't, and that's why he keeps trying to kill him. To <laughs> keep him quiet. Yeah, he smashed Matt Hardy's brains. Yeah. Pretty good. So maybe Matt Hardy will forget the, the dark truth of Sammy Guerrero. Maybe there's like more to that podcast where he like also goes into like more women he would be mean to. Yeah. Yeah. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Chris Jericho, though I think we've covered that pretty yeah, we thoroughly. Have, we have a whole segment about how much we don't like Chris Jericho. I'm sure we'll find time to... Go talk. back and listen to um, any of the podcasts we mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, but go listen, especially the ones where we talk about the Sturgis Rally, where uh, yeah. 250,000 people in climbing got COVID. Probably. And then, I mean, we didn't have time to mention this, but he did. it did come out that he donated a bunch of money to Donald Trump's campaign, which... Feels like every time we record this podcast, he's done something new to piss everyone off. I love how everyone else is like, well, you know, lots of wrestling is right wing. And I was like, 
So that doesn't mean we have to accept it. <laughs> I hate them too. <laughs> you know, and they're like, "Are you gonna hate eighty five percent of the wrestlers?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Have yes. you listened to an episode of this podcast? <laughs> Let me be clear: we hate all of this. You know, we hate them all. We watch wrestling in spite of ourselves, not because we enjoy it thoroughly. I'm gonna say I'm just glad that all of us here are hotter and smarter than Sammy Guevara. I agree with that. That's a really good call, out, Julius. I think that's to a our fair listeners, assessment. we are all so much hotter than Sammy Guevara. We were, and I would say more talented. And more talented, yeah, yeah, of course. And we're all, and we've also never uh, critically injured uh, a Hardy brother. Yeah. yeah, a WW or a wrestling legend. Well, John, I hope that answers your questions. Feel free to send us more, maybe one at a time, or maybe three <laughs> at a time. We've got yeah. time. Thanks, John. Yeah. Also, hey, Dano, we haven't talked in a while, uh, but you know, thanks for backing. Send us a listener question. Dano's probably busy. He has oh. a beautiful uh, newborn child. Oh, Too beautiful nice. to send us a question? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Congratulations on your beautiful baby child. <laughs> I don't know the gender, enjoy. but gender is also a construct, Dano. Let that yeah, child Dano. choose. Dano? Dano. What was I saying? Dano? You used to say <laughs> Dano, which I think is fine, too. He gets it, right? Yeah. Well, hey, if you want to back us on Patreon, uh, oh, I already said this, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. Patreon.com slash podcast. Can't say it enough. No, can't. Really. <laughs> We're That's right. Guys. <laughs> hey, so uh, we watched Hell in the Cell this last uh, Sunday. We sure did. Most of us. I did. I, I was reading about it. Uh, you know, real good match in my mind's eye. <laughs> Your mind's eye really put in a lot of overtime. I have a very uh, strong mind's eye. There's a lot of people living rent free. No, I'm glad. I watched this pay-per-view in two parts. I got up to a certain match, and then I ended up watching the rest of the next day. But should we talk about it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a, it was... I wouldn't say it was short, but there was a small amount of matches. It was weird. It was a weird... I mean, it wasn't until, like, the night of where I was like, huh, there's only four matches on this pay-per-view. <laughs> and I feel like Vince McMahon walked in the building that day, and he went, huh. There's only four matches on this pay-per-view. And he goes, quick, get me R-Truth. Get me Julak. I said Julak. I said Julak. <laughs> no, Mr. Drew Gulak. Yeah. He keeps trying to get him to change his name to one name. He's like, don't you want to be I'm Drew? Like... Gulak. And he's like, I really don't. Maybe. What if, what if Drew takes up the mantle of Shorty G? Like, it's like, it's like um, Captain America, right? It's an idea, not a single person. Would he be Shorty D? He could. He could be Shorty DG. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I think Shorty D is a much better moniker. Then I think Chad Gable would come back and be upset and say, you know what, I'm Shorty G again. And then they'd be a tag team. Shorty G can get the D. <laughs> but it's the Shorty D. So he gets who's D? <laughs> he would get Shorty D's D. In his G. Shorty G's G. back to being Shorty G. Oh, okay. We're getting further away from the truth here. <laughs> so, as an R-Truth? Because he defeated Mr. G. Gulak for the 24-7 championship in 5 minutes and 25 seconds. I know, and we sadly watched Drew Gulak betray uh, little Jimmy in that match. Who I thought had died. No, we talked about this on the uh, other podcast episode. He was sent away to a camp for, like, you know... Oh, that's right. Juvenile. He got into some... You know, juvenile detention shenanigans. Um, but thankfully, he raised enough money to get him. We helped thanks to, uh, you know, we asked for donations. He's back. He's out of. He's on, ba- he's Just on bail. He's on Beat up by Drew Gulak he, for the shock factor that in, didn't even win him the match. In my mind's eye, little Jimmy lived out the plot of Holes. <laughs> oh, what a great movie. I love that movie. It's a cinematic classic, really. It's aged well. That book is great. But yeah, I mean, he's little Jimmy. We can't see him. No one can see him. But he lives rent-free in your, in your mind's eye. <laughs> I picture a little man. I, I have a very... Distinct... Like a very, very short man. Like Adam Cole size, you know? Yeah. yeah. This belt's weird. The 24-7 belt. I do like that it makes R-Truth do things, right? That's like never a bad thing. Yeah, I think that it's the R-Truth needs to be on television belt. Is well, what it yeah. is. I also feel like this match was like, oh crap, we didn't book enough matches. You know, we don't have anyone for the pre-show. <laughs> was this the pre-show? Yeah, this was part of the pre-show. Oh, well, who, why are we talking about it? <laughs> well, because it's R-Truth. 
Little Jimmy got friend, a black friend, friend of the pod. pod. Friend of the pod, Archer. Remember when you said he was a homophobe on our last podcast? I did not say that. You I implied it. Saying that. We I went back and listened to Know it. his stance on the gay community like I, we do with some other wrestlers. I think we do. I think our truth is down with the gays. I think him being friends with Carmella makes him a friend of the pod. Yeah, there's no way that he can be around Carmella and not at least know a gay person. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. Hey, Roman Reigns uh, defeated Jey Uso in a Hell in a Cell I Quit match for the WWE Universal Champion. Um, since Jey quit, he and his brother, Jimmy Uso, have to take orders and acknowledge Reigns as the tribal chief of the Uso. Um, and had they lost, the Usos would have been kicked out of the Anawaii family? Right? That's how you pronounce it? What do you. Okay. Wait. So they lost. The, Jimmy quit. Or Jay quit. Right, Jay quit. And had he lost the. Or no, had, had he, he won the match. No, had he not acknowledged Reigns of the Tribal Chief, he would have been kicked they out of the family. would have been kicked out of the family. It's kind of like a double whammy. Yeah, so my question for that match, what happens if what would have happened if Jey Uso won? Did they just he would have been universal champion and I think he would have been tribal chief. Okay. Is the implication. They never really disclosed that. Well, as far as I know. This is see this is why we can't have complex storylines. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if they don't say. tell us in the little match card. Remember when they had to tell us on Raw like if the Hurt business wins, they're or losers, <laughs> they just have to they're going to leave Ricochet away <laughs> alone. They have to do what everyone else in the world is doing and ignore him. Oh, poor Ricochet. Sorry, Ricochet. Former friend of the pod. Now a distant memory. <laughs> um, I actually, I know that a lot of people complained about this match. I kind of liked it. Wait, people complained? Yeah, they said it was boring. Oh, well, why? Because there wasn't a flip? Because, yeah, there was no AEW wrestlers in it, I think. I thought it told a really good story. The story is that I'm glad I'm not related to Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have had that family member, too. So in, while they may not physically beat the shit out of you, you like kind of get that experience of like, I'm the tribal chief. And yeah, my older brother used to beat the shit out of me and tell me he was the tribal chief. So I totally get where Jey Uso's coming from. I feel like there were some great sound bites in that match. Like when the ref was trying to get Roman Reigns to stop because they had technically ended the match. And he goes, look at him. Look at him, Roman. And Roman goes, yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> and then just continuously beat the shit out of Jey Uso. I love how much talking there is these days in wrestling, you know? I liked it, especially when you have someone like Roman Reigns, who, like, even if it's, like, some of the, like, like I said, some of the one-liners were great, but even if they're not great, when Roman Reigns says it, you're just like, okay. I feel like Roman <laughs> I Reigns... I buy it. I feel like Roman Reigns could effort, effortlessly insert himself into my relationship. <laughs> Like, he would literally show up at the door one day and be like, that's my boyfriend now. And I'd be like, babe, you're dating Roman Reigns now. And I think I'm... he'd be the tribal chief of your relationship? He would. I'd be like, hey, me and my boyfriend are going to order five guys. And he goes, really? I want Hardee's. And I'd be like, well, we really wanted five guys. And then he put me in a (laughs) chokehold. And then sleep with my boyfriend. We call that, I think... But the, it's called cucking. Yeah, and you'd be the tribal cuck. Yeah, and he'd be the he'd tribal chief. chief. And yeah. it'd be his right, so long as he has that beautiful. What's the what's the little flower necklace called? A lay. A lay. Yes. Yeah. A lay. <laughs> no, that's no. Let's not no. do that. I do like that when Roman Reigns won. Uh, Appa and Sika came out, and um, because I guess they were just yeah. Was around. that part of it too? It was like they had to come out and acknowledge him as the tribal chief i like to think they were backstage and they were like he looks angry like we should like just in case he has some left over we should just go give him some flowers like try to appease. i like that everyone around roman reigns is just doing their best to not be hurt by roman reigns i how do you stand next to a man like that and not do your best to not get hurt by him i was gonna say something so inappropriate <laughs> we'll fill in the blank in our but yeah, eye. I thought good match. You know what though? I don't think it needed to be in the cell. Could have just been an I quit match. Why is it? I understand it's Hell in the Cell season, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't like there. that we had three Hell in a Cell matches. See, I it's the pay per view is called Hell in a Cell. I expect to see, but I think that's stu- a majority. I think that in of itself in is cell. dumb. I kind of wish we go back to like like remember like Judgment Day is coming up, and then like turns out we're gonna have a Hell in a Cell match, and it's like whoa. And nowadays it's like. Oh, it's October. Yeah. I'll see you in the cell. 
Because it's October. I see where you're coming from. When it's all in the cell, the cell is less special. When it's just right. like you know, like put it in one it's... really good cell match. You're like that was worth the watch. Exactly. You know? And you can also just skip to the cell match if you care. When you put them all in the cell, it's like okay, I have to watch it's all of like these. It's kind of like the like when they have the cell. It's kind of like when they have the like the TLC pay per view. It's like it kind of cheapens it, you know. It's, all table, it's like well, it's like chairs. they're only having a table, ladders, and chair match because it's the TLC pay per view. I do love them. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Yeah, I also love the money in the bank. The money in the bank's the one thing where I'm like, no, that should have its own event. Like yeah. that makes sense, right? Because it's yeah. such a special gimmick. But, but yeah, good match overall. Great story. Yeah, that's the one thing I will say in my own defense of that being in the cell. I think when you have the culmination of such a contentious story like that, putting it in the cell makes at least a little bit of thematic sense. Because yeah. you're like, we but already had a, a really crazy match. We gotta step it up. But if you're gonna have an I quit match, what? just have an I quit. If you're but already, it was the if you first have to... I quit match in the cell, which because they the cell doesn't mean did anything. That's <laughs> they because the cell is so cheap. And they're like, we gotta spice this up. Make it I quit. Get Appa and Sika really out bad. there. Yeah. You think Vince McMahon saw Appa and was like, it's your cue. Yip yip. <laughs> to get I don't not think Vince McMahon watches Avatar: The Last Airbender. That man does not sleep. I think he's seen every. <laughs> every episode of every show currently out there he's like get out there and bend some air you sky bison <laughs> where's rikishi make him put his son's face in his butt <laughs> oh oh julius i don't know so jay uso that is rikishi's son whoa yeah just to go just to kind of close the the wow. loop here mm-hmm. so do you think he's gonna inherit the Stinkman loincloth. What's it called? The stink armor? I think Jay and Jimmy could both fit in one of Rikishi's thongs. So maybe. Do you think, stink like, armor? do you think when. You were like, what is it called? The stink armor? As if someone had mentioned that before at some point. Do you think. Uh, do, you think uh, do you think when Jimmy and Jay used to, like, get in arguments, Rikishi would make them wear a get along thong? <laughs> That they both had to wear that would be Kishi's thong. It's like until you guys make up, you're both wearing it. Wait, They're like, oh no, we must have been acting a fool. It's the stink thong today. It's not as normal. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I mean, this whole I think this whole should, podcast think... could have been one big long answer to John's question, which was one word. <laughs> Rikishi? Rikishi? I think uh, I think the next uh, if they do another Jay and Roman match, which I guess they can't do, but if they no. wanted to do another one, I think they could do like a loser has to sniff Rikishi's butt match. Loser eats thong. GB and Jay, I wonder if they've ever done the stink face. I think they're next in line to inherit the thong to do stink face. Yeah, like that's gonna be the tribal passage. Maybe that could have beat so Roman. So I think because Roman, you know, is now the tribal leader, he's next in line to get the thong. And I think that makes Jay so pretty upset. He's like, that's my dad's thong. Or do you think Jay purposely lost? Because he's like, I don't know where the thong, Dad. This is your dream, not mine. I think Roman Reigns will wear the thong. And I think he's going to hold that up. Just above. to make a point. You're the one who wanted people to smell your butts, Dad. I just want to do super kicks. And then she's like, you're giving up on your dream? And he goes, no, Dad. I'm giving up on your weird dream. Imagine, though, if you're Jay Uso and your next match after Roman inherits the, stink, the stinky thong... Then Roman Reigns gets to put the stinky thong in Jey Uso's face. And Jey Uso's like, man, if I had only one of them, the tribal chief, the turns would have been tabled. <laughs> hey, Elias, I hope this all comes up in actual WWE storylines. Well, if, if they're listening, I if hope they're, listening, they're taking notes. Yeah. We got to find the writers and just send them a We could apply. I saw a job listing. All of our podcasts. I saw a job listing on LinkedIn. Yeah, I don't know if I want to work for the WWE. Those benefits are just not great. I heard the office benefits are okay. I wonder if you can do a part-time writing position. It's the wrestlers they treat terrible. Uh, Andrew Yang will fix it. But no, because Andrew Yang won't get elected to any no. significant office. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Hey, Elias defeated Jeff Hardy by disqualification in a singles match. Hey, yeah. Did no one tell Elias? Like, there's like, remember that episode of SmackDown where like Sheamus came out? I was like, ha ha ha. I framed Jeff Hardy for the murder of Elias. Did no one show Elias that episode? They keep trying to tell Elias, and he just keeps going, I don't care. He goes, I know what I saw. And they're like, sir, you were legally dead for two hours after that car hit you. Like, you, you your memory of it might be a little altered. This is, uh, yeah, this feels like a weird, I don't know who they're trying to keep relevant with this storyline, Elias or Jeff Hardy, but it just feels... Probably 
Elias because he just has he now he has a number one selling album. If you look at the, it was it was the number one selling soundtrack. And number two was Hamilton. Hamilton. So I guess there's not really a lot of soundtracks out right now, right? Yeah. Wow. I mean, but how many wrestlers can say they have a number one album? If BB Rexa can claim to have a number one album, <laughs> I feel like Elias can. You I think know? the WWE should start focusing on getting all of their talent to have pop careers, rock careers, country careers. I'd feed into it. You know, good for Elias. We should yeah. listen to that album. Has anyone listened to the EP? We could have a listening party no. and live stream it. I think I'll watch an episode of AEW Dark before I listen to that EP. Yeah, they just had an episode of AW Dark and with I 15 sw- matches. It, 15 matches. And I'm like, who's watching this? <laughs> Me. Mark. I was watching it. <laughs> I was like, it's a pandemic. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> and also, I'm like, Sunny Kiss. I'm like, well, I'm watching AW Dark. I'm like, oh, there's the women. <laughs> <laughs> there's the ladies. What was the last big thing that happened in AEW? I don't even remember. Uh, uh, Cody. Oh, Cody got his belt back. That's right. uh, Chris Jericho and MJF did a musical number. I saw. So that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. yeah. Should we do a little? We we interrupt this coverage of the Hell in the Cell recap to bring you to everyone's favorite segment. We hey Chris <laughs> Jericho. Um yeah, Chris Jericho did like a Family Guy number with MJF. I think it was fine. It okay wasn't as bad as it could have been. I got a headline was... about it, and I was like. Objectively, huh. it was pretty funny. No, I don't. Hmm. Did it make you? Did you laugh because it was cringy? Well, did you real? laugh because it was like a hostage situation when you're like, I don't know what else to do. That's <laughs> all. Yeah, you gotta watch it if you want to get through the episode. Yeah, I mean, I just think that they're both. I don't like them either of them as people, um, but I mean, I don't want to discredit anything that's silly that they do on wrestling. I mean, we just spent twenty minutes talking about. A wrestler who made his career by putting his butt in people's faces. <laughs> I don't think it's on us to poop. Yeah, but like two guys had, but, that want to okay. sing a show tune. But like, okay, Rikishi and his big big butt used to, <laughs> you know, make you know used to meet the faces of many a wrestler. That's kind of funny, right? But it was still like, you know, did Rikishi actually Rikishi did do a lot of dancing? That was kind of also his thing. Is after mm-hmm. every match he would dance with too cool. I I don't know. I go back and forth on the segment because I was like, you know. I don't really like when I didn't really like when Family Guy used to make joke do this, and I don't think I like it ten years later when Chris Jericho's doing it. Did I did it say like... afterwards, Chris Jericho seems like the type of person that would watch every single episode of Family Guy and then go, "This makes me a comedy genius." <laughs> I I thought it was just kind of I don't know I I didn't think it was like the greatest thing in the world. I also didn't think you know I, I wasn't Jim Cornette. I didn't have a stroke over it. You yeah. know. I will say, whoever wrote the tweet that said, we saw more women in the Chris Jericho MJF segment than we did on the rest of Dynamite is probably a better comedian than Chris Jericho there or was a, MJF. I saw a follow-up and they go, there was as many women in Kimmy Omega's entrance as there were on Dynamite. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird segment. And I quite frankly think Chris Jericho is, I don't think anything he does is cool or funny or innovative because I think he's a garbage human being. That's, and I think it yeah. negates anything he did. It sounds like he That's about was where doing too much where Rikishi can just stick his butt in someone's face, do, you know, the most lowbrow stuff, and it's funny. Do you think it makes Chris Jericho bad that Rikishi's probably arguably a bigger, more identifiable star than Chris Jericho? <laughs> I hope so. Like, because like, if you think about that time... You know, I feel like people be like, oh, yeah, I remember Rikishi and his big, big derriere. <laughs> well, yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, I remember Chris Jericho's lion salt. And they'd be like, no, Mm-mm. I don't. <laughs> I think that Chris Jericho Rikishi. wakes up every morning and mentally lists every single person that's more famous than him and goes, and shakes his fist in the air. And then he's like, I'm going to prove them all wrong. Yeah, he's probably like... And then he also goes, COVID is a myth, and so is the AIDS virus. I'm Chris Jericho. <laughs> That's the thing. People act like, well, he just has a different opinion. I'm like, saying COVID's not real is not an opinion. It's just wrong. <laughs> and you're, and it's weird, too, because you have all these people are like, hey, hey, WWE had a COVID outbreak, which, like, we can get into that. But, like, you, those are the same people who are like, I think Chris Jericho really is just, you know, just the mind of a generation. And I'm like... I just don't get it. I don't get it. Also, apparently that segment had the lowest rated 
number or the lowest amount of viewers in the whole dynamite episode so do without what you will tuned out there had to be some people who were just like what the hell is this all the people who don't like all the people who watch wrestling who also don't like the gays probably were like this is what's this queer stuff turn turn the channel i wonder where it goes from here do you think they just do more song and dance i can't tell if they're gonna team up or they're gonna kill each other or what but I'm. I don't care. Kind of dreading a Chris Jericho MJF storyline because it's every person that was mean to me in high school embodied in two people. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Chris Jericho is one of those people who was mean to you in high school, and you were kind of like, okay, he probably has like a really sad home life, you know? Like it meant nothing because he was such a sad, sad yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, he'd be, like, he'd be like, hey, you know, Grant, nice shorts, gamo. And I'd be like, has your dad been drinking again, Chris? <laughs> you're like, Chris, you're the one bully that can't kick my ass. Lay off. You know, he'd be like, you're stupid, Grant. And I'd be like, hey, man, I know your parents are getting a divorce, but maybe don't channel this at me. Someone just yeah. needs to go up to Chris Jericho and say, man, it's not your fault. <laughs> Except now it is. He's just It horrible. is his fault, yeah. Well, that was everyone's favorite segment. We hate Chris Jericho. Uh, <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> hey, so going back to WWE Hell in a Cell, The Miz, with his friend John Morrison, defeated Otis, uh, who was with his former friend Tucker, uh, in a singles match for the Money in the Bank contract. Uh, so Miz is now Mr. Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Because Tucker turned on Otis. Which is an interesting <laughs> storyline in the sense that Tucker turned on Otis, which caused Otis to lose the match, but now Tucker also loses because he's about to disappear forever. Why Why can't people have friends in the WWE? <laughs> you know? Why is it always that you either like are in a tag team and you have one friend, or you're a single star who has no friends. Well, if I have any experience from doing the WWE creator wrestler storylines, it's because at some point The Rock or Stone Cold or an old famous wrestler will come up to you and be like, hey, you're a really big star, but you know your best friend who's like some voice actor but not a real wrestler? They're going to betray you at some point. Don't trust your friends in this business. So I assume that happens to every wrestler at some point and they tell them, you're not allowed to have friends. I wonder if Vince McMahon is just like watching on the television and he goes, I hate friendship. You know, he's just, <laughs> I don't have friends watching anybody else. He's like, he's like, and he's just like, I like when Otis has the worm, but I don't like when Tucker's in the background. Break him up. You know, like I, I would love to live in that man's mind and, and just. Well, yeah. And it's just weird. They were like, we need to break up Otis and Tucker because we have too many tag teams. Well, in Vince McMahon's mind, that's probably correct. He's like, how many tag teams are got on the roster? Four. Make it three. Get you it know? down. Get it down to a cool two. <laughs> Just champions. And they're like, should we break up Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode? I don't think anyone would care. And he's like, no. <laughs> they're inseparable. No, those are bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like perplexing because like, is, is Tucker the breakout star of 2020? I don't think so. No. Did Otis need money in the bank, though? Probably not. He, he could have. <laughs> Why couldn't he have just cashed it in and lost it very quickly, a la like Baron Corbin that one year? You know, mm-hmm. it didn't have to be. It didn't have. Didn't have to. Or it, just have him forget the deadline. Or hey, it's twenty twenty, the year of you know unpredictability. Otis becomes Universal Champion. He beats Roman Reigns. Becomes the Tribal Chief. He takes Rikishi's thong. He puts it on his big body and does the worm in it. It might fit. I think it would fit Otis of all people. I think Otis might be, yeah, I think I think that thong was made for him. Yeah, I think the the briefcase will be good for Miz and by proxy John Morrison. It's Miz feels like a much more credible threat with the briefcase. Like he could well, win we, the because, belt out from someone. Yeah, because he could do something shifty. Whereas yeah. like Otis is, if he does like cashes in on a compromised opponent, everyone would be like, what? I think, but if the Miz does it, they'd be like, oh. Yeah, the Money in the Bank's one of those things where, like, it really only works with heels, right? Like, if you're a face, I feel like the, the noble thing to do is come out and be like, I'm going to challenge you at this date and time. And one then, on like, one, if you're a heel, ready. you're like, I'm going to wait until uh, you're yeah. within an inch of your life. And then I'm going to cash it in. Wait until after an Extreme Rules match. It's interesting, though, because right now we have two heel champions, Roman Reigns and Randy Orton. So who do you think the Miz, do you think he holds it for a while? 
Does the timer start over? Can Miz hold it for a year? Those Does are any of this matter? Those are questions I would love for them to answer. But when I ask for answers to those questions, people tell me, Chris, you take this too seriously. <laughs> Just shut up, drink your White Claw and watch wrestling. <laughs> you talk You talk about wrestling outside this podcast? Sometimes. Well, that's your first mistake. It was more of a, yeah. Sometimes I tell my boyfriend uh, about wrestling on the TV and he goes, that's nice, babe. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're 27. Do you want to maybe do something else? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's very supportive and handsome. And Don't I love put him. down our listeners and wrestling fans. He's you're not our listener. Too old. He's not our listener. No, I mean our listeners who are wrestling fans. Don't oh. make them seem like, you know, you can like wrestling at any age. No, I was just being self-deprecating. <laughs> Wasn't targeted at anyone in particular. Where's Tucker go from here? Because I don't think him and Otis are even on the same brand, right? Which that's like also... they w- they really went out of the way to be like these two are not friends they, anymore. It could be feud. Then it could be a feud between them. But no, they're on different brands. Otis is like, <laughs> he's on Raw. Like I'm so mad. Oh yeah, what am I gonna do? I don't know. I feel like Otis. He, they just could have been a fun tag team. You just throw... Otis is a wrestler that you throw a piece of food in his hand, let him do a video package, and you've got gold. You know yeah. what I mean? And he eats like a sandwich on stage. We all clap, you know? It's... <laughs> Pro- know. Again, he's someone who could just rub his butt in someone's face and everyone would go wild. And Jim Cornette would have another hernia and we'd all get on with our lives. Hey, is John Morrison okay? I don't know. I think he's kind of fun. Uh, Super producer Jay was watching him and he was like... I enjoy seeing him on TV. Like, he's probably just working out, not taking that many bumps, and just being a goofball. I mean, from like a, like a, like what year does he think it is, right? I think, I think John Morrison fully knows what he's doing. Like, he's, he's putting on that face for the cameras because he's like, this is what people want to see. It, I just feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I, every time I see him, I go, it's kind of like a Hikaru Shida situation where I'm like, you don't look bad, but I'd love to get you a new outfit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Something, you know, update the look. I do like his big fuzzy coats, though. Yeah. I think there's someone on WWE Creative who's like, listen, John, there's a lot of guys that peaked in high school, and for them, the year was 2004. We're going to keep you to pander to those guys. <laughs> they're like, they're and like... he's like, can I do something new? And they're like, no, 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 no. You need bejeweled crosses on your glasses um just like chris angel uh you need to come out to a weird Jimi hendrix bastardization and you need to wear lots and lots of leather they're like john do you think you could maybe like scratch off the ed hardy hardy logo on your clothes <laughs> oh and man, he's like that, say no more that's the vibe i get too i like his pants his pants are fun i like his little what are the muck mucklucks <laughs> oh, little, furry, little furry boots yeah it's a... <laughs> keeps his ankles warm you're I right feel though. like whenever I see people get kicked with the mucklucks too, I'm like, that must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like, they like, like a, pillows for yeah, smooth knockouts. Right. Like, like you know, Alistair Black kids, that's just all heel. But jo- John Morrison does it. It's like, well, it was luxurious. Like the supermodel kick when like Tyler Breeze hits you with all that fringe. Oh, I miss when he used to wear the fringe. He doesn't really do that anymore, does he? Yeah, no. How did it work for Tyler Breeze, but not for the uh, Young Bucks? I feel like because... The Young Bucks were like, the fringe is cool. They just did it And then job. I think Tyler Breeze was like, you know what would make people hate me? If I yeah. wore fringe. <laughs> you know, like he was very self-aware where the Young Bucks were like, fringe that's, is awesome. That's how I explained um, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode to uh, super producer Jay, who was like, what's their gimmick supposed to be? I'm like, they believe that they should be the best tag team in the world. And he's like, oh, so they're like FTR? And I was like... Yeah, but they're pretending to believe for kayfabe reasons where FTR <laughs> actually believes all of that shit they say. My, one of my favorite things is like when I go back and I watch old New Japan matches and the Young Bucks are involved in any which way, they come out to silence. <laughs> <laughs> like the Japanese crowd could, like, and I won't discount like they're, obviously they are very, very popular in America, but the Japanese crowd did not give two shits about the Young Bucks. And they were right. Yeah, they knew something we... Should have all known. Yeah, it's called on. wear a mask. Yeah. Oh boy, they're having they're having inside shows, yeah. but like safely, not like AEW's having them. Oh boy. All right. Hey, Sasha Banks defeated Bailey uh, by submission in a Hell in a Cell match for the WWE SmackDown we Women's love Championship. To see it. Yeah, yeah. Love to see it. Um, 
you know, I'm really excited. I don't have any. Jo- I wish I had jokes. No, I don't have jokes it's just for this. Good. Yes, it was just really good. Thirty minutes of the best women's wrestling we've seen seen since probably the last time that these two wrestled. They just have outstanding chemistry. The story was really, really good. And this is one of those matches where, like, yeah, it's Hell in a Cell season or whatever. So, but you know, like. It, it did feel like a Hell in a Cell match. Like, this is one where the story warranted the cell. Right, exactly. And they've already had a Hell in a Cell match. So you're like, yeah, but yeah. they need another one. And it was just, it was good. It was just good. I have no jokes. Um, I will say that, yeah, I was watching this and it's the first time in a while I've been watching a match without like, I wasn't speculating like, well, I can see why they would give it to Bailey. I could see why they could give it to Sasha. I was like, oh, crap. So Sasha just kicked out of a pin. That means she's going to get pinned next. So, so crap. So she has to kick out of the next one. And then, like, the chair got introduced that had the writing on it. And I was like, that chair does extra damage because it's the chair that, it's her special that Bailey weapon. used. You know, like, it's like those her... other chairs, you could get smashed onto those. You can hit you with those a hundred times. But that one chair is going to be the linchpin. So, like, I was in my, like, young wrestling mode of like i don't even like i'm not watching this as like a mark i'm watching this as like an event and rooting for sasha and she won and it was great no i those are like the best matches right where you kind of like your belief gets you know suspended and disbelief disbelief gets suspended yeah yeah suspend your disbelief thank you yeah that was what i was trying to say (laughs) um and i don't know it was just really good i i wonder I would love now if Bailey goes away for like, keep her away to like WrestleMania, you know, have her, mm-hmm. have her go lick her wounds, take a vacation. Cause she's been carrying SmackDown on her back for the last like 300 days. And then you can have her maybe come back at WrestleMania and be like, I want my revenge. And they can have another just slamming match. Yeah. And all the women in AEW can look on and be like, God, that could be us. <laughs> And Thunder Rosa will feel vindicated because at that like point she'll probably have a contract. This might be a good time to talk about the fact that the rumors that Thunder Rosa might be WWE bound. Do you think it's because she watched Sasha and Bailey have that Hell in a Cell match and was like, could I do that? <laughs> she had Cody was contracts like, and she's like, hmm, Chris Jericho dancing with MJF. AEW goes down. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. WWE through the roof. <laughs> I feel like she was like, Cody, could I? could we do that? And he was like, oh, he's like, you put two women in a cell and what are they going to do? Wrestle for 30 minutes. Who's going to watch that? Well, or he was like 30 minutes, huh? That's about 28 too much. (laughs) But Hey, what if you did a backstage segment with Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa was like, I'm out. (laughs) Or more realistically, Thunder Rosa went to Cody and said, uh, is there a women's match for me? And he said, talk to Kenny. I don't handle any of this. I'm too busy trying to make myself the world's greatest baby face. Thunder Rose is like, I don't have to deal with this. I can go wrestle Dakota Kai. <laughs> I bet they asked Thunder Rosa to be part of the musical number. And she said, hell no. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, back to, I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to talk about a good match, isn't it? Because it's just good. There's nothing really. I think it, it speaks for itself. Right. And um, I feel like it's, you know what it reminded me of? Uh, it reminded me of the New Day versus the Usos in Hell in a Cell, well, like two years ago, where it's just like it's just a good Hell in a Cell match, and I go back and rewatch it. I will say, shame on them for putting this as the middle of the card and not the this closer. Should, if you were gonna have Roman and Jay end it, yeah, I think Sasha Bailey should have ended it, but maybe they could. Uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get to the ending, but yeah, I maybe uh, you know who I'm just now noticing wasn't on the card. Asuka. No hmm. Raw Women's title defense. Yeah, interesting. She's kind of out of opponents, isn't she? Yeah, I mean... Maybe Thunder Rosa. <laughs> what's she going to do, fight Lana again? I, I, well, maybe. For two minutes. <laughs> so one minute more, <laughs> then Thunder Rosa gets on AEW. Oh, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa got two great matches on a or she had good a, matches. She had a she had a great match. Her, she he, had a second match that was pretty good. Again, against two. Um, because I just remember her wrestling Evilise. She wrestled it was bad. Uh, yeah, I thought her second match wasn't. Oh well, 
I guess my bar for AEW's women's the, wrestling is, yay, the women are wrestling. But it, I didn't think it was the, the Evil East match was that bad. I thought it was really bad. Even the AEW fanboy I listened to was like, yeah, this match was bad. Because they hate each other in real life. Yeah, there were some... There was that moment where Thunderosa went to put Ivelisse in the headlock and Ivelisse was standing there like... <laughs> She's like, this is fake. Wrestling and I'm like, yeah, but you're a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Sell the move, girl. <laughs> Your paycheck's not, bitch. <laughs> I was watching and I was like, the girls are not fighting. You know, which is... <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. I think, yeah, I think I just... After the Hikarushita match, I saw Thunderous on AW, and I just went, "Hey, this match went for more than three minutes! Yay! This is a win." <laughs> Feminism. Well, moving on. Uh, here's a fun late addition to the card: uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Slapjack. <laughs> okay, submission. and moving on again. <laughs> <laughs> it was for the United States Championship. I will say it did set up. A, one of the better uh, video package spots where they're like MVP was trying to figure out who they should fight and Shelton Benjamin goes the guy with the dumb mask and they all go huh? and then he goes the one called Slapjack and they all go huh? and I was like that was good I, I, I was like I, I'm I, in for that I one. watched they go that's us that's all <laughs> yeah. of us I love the Hurt Business I applied they said no <laughs> I will um, I will say that Again, to mention our super producer, my super boyfriend was watching uh, the other night while I was watching, and he goes, how come, which one's Brennan Williams? And I was like, you mean Mace? And he's like, yeah. Why isn't he in the Hurt Business? Well, you don't, you don't just get go, in the Hurt Business because you you're mean? black. And he's like, well, you know, he just looks like he should oh, be. <laughs> and I was like, because of his mask? And he's like, no. And I'm like, because of his hair? And he's like closer and i was like stop this well remember how like remember how they went out of the way to be like that guys that's not the point because titus o'neill was like hey can i'm I bald can you're bald i'm black you're black and mvp was like bobby k-word this clown <laughs> do we still consider the hurt business heels because i'm getting they're to not that point they're not nice they bullied someone out of being able to use the restroom the other night or my boyfriend was like they're the good guys, though, right? And I was like, I don't know. They still no, well, try to book them as heels. No, I mean, I, I think, I think they're heels who just happen to be feuding with another heel faction. That, I mean, I don't know. I think Retribution Vince, has yet to win a match. Are they kind of like on their way out? Like, Vince is tired of the hurt business. Vince is tired of he's, Retribution. I, he's, I think they put them together to let them toil in mediocrity for think, a while I until think they Vince can come likes up. the hurt business. Because they're a... Because <laughs> what? No, I don't want to no, say No, go ahead it. say it on the podcast no, where everyone can hear you. No. Speak it right into the microphone. <laughs> we can edit this out later, but I was going to say that Vince likes the Hurt Business because they commit black-on-black -black crime. Because that was their shtick for, like, the longest time. They Anyone who was black, they were like, we're going to beat you up. You mean Cedric Alexander Ricochet? Cedric Alexander Ricochet... They were mean to Apollo Crews for the longest time. Oh they, my god, I they forgot were about Apollo Crews. to fight Apollo Crews. Well, that's the thing. I feel like in like wrestling, like you're like, you can't be friends. And this man's like, unless you're all the same ethnicity. In which case, there should be a lot of you in one group. And <laughs> you should only like wrestle propaganda people in that like, ethnicity. He goes, I've done it. <laughs> it feels like it's like his like propaganda of like, this is what they do. If you leave them to their own devices. No, I don't think it's that at all. I just think, I mean, I, I like the Hurt Business. I feel like it's fun to have a stable and I don't know. I like them. I like them too. I just wish they would, they would just let them be less heel faction and just let them be more like happy to be there. Especially if they're going to fight the big evil retribution that is not threatening. No, them. I want them to be mean. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Well, we talked about that longer than the match lasted. Yeah, we sure did. The last match of the card is Randy Orton defeated Drew McIntyre in a Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Championship. Just like Rikishi's finishing move, this was a wet fart. Yeah, I, I feel like this one didn't make sense to me. They So this made sense to me in the fact that once I knew this was closing out, I was like, oh shit, I think Drew McIntyre's in trouble. How come, if I'm With, Drew McIntyre and I've beaten Randy Orton three times, right? And he goes, I want you at Hell in a Cell. I'd go, 
No. <laughs> I've already beaten you a lot of times. Won't be doing that. I have. Moving on, Randy. I have a hundred other people in the locker room to fight. Right. Like, and like, okay, Randy won. Cool. But like, why? It also felt like an excuse to go on top of the cell. But nothing really came of that. Yeah. Except then they climbed halfway down the cell to fall onto the... They do that every year. That's my other thing about Hell in a Cell is every year they act like, oh my god! And I'm like, it happens every year. Usually it's Shane McMahon. And for to his credit, at least he jumps off the top. Yeah, but that's because he's got that Vince McMahon health care. <laughs> Drew McIntyre's like, I gotta pay for my own. I'm gonna gingerly go down this and I'm gonna fall flat on my back. And Seth... Shane McMahon jumps off the top of the cell and goes, my dad will pay for this! And he lands however he lands. <laughs> so I, I can't fault the wrestlers for wanting to be, gin, you know... You know. No, but I mean, like, my whole point is that if you're going to go to the top of Hell in a Cell, at least do something besides hit Drew McIntyre in the face with a pipe. Yeah. Like, blast him through like they did to poor mankind. I wish Drew McIntyre would blast through me. <laughs> blast through my cell. Um, yeah, I didn't care about this. This and... one felt very much like they were like, this needs to be 30 minutes. And I was like, does it? Well, and Randy is the champion, and I don't know. Does that mean they're going to fight longer? I'm tired of these two. See that? Yeah. But I also want Drew to be champion. And now the Fiend's involved? That's my other biggest worry is now it's going to lead to one more Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Which but the Fiend's like, there, I guess, too? Yeah, the Fiend's there. Remember when Roman Reigns was like, you're just a fat loser in a mask. And the, the Fiend was like, you're right. I uh, can't argue with you. I'm going to go to another <laughs> brand. I'm going to go to another brand now. Well, overall, though. What did you guys think of Hell in a Cell, Chris? Um, maybe I was won over by how much I enjoyed the Roman and Jey Uso and Sasha and Bailey match and the brevity of this pay-per-view. I quite enjoyed brevity. it. Brevity. I got brevity. <laughs> Julius, what did you think of Hell in a Cell? Man, it was all in all not a bad pay-per-view in my mind's eye. I'm excited to watch it and uh, see how it compares. Maybe next time, you, yeah, maybe I was going to say maybe the next pay-per-view you can watch it with your eyes. <laughs> Just your eyes eyes. You can watch it with your brown eye. <laughs> Gross. God. Yeah, I thought it was a pay-per-view. I thought it had really good highs and slapjack. I've never oh, heard of slapjack before and I looked at his picture and I'm a fan. It's it's Shane Thorne, right? Yeah. And I feel weird because everyone's like, who so the heck is that? So picture that in a uh, uh, Jason-style hockey mask. Yeah, but like oh, one he like made it. in kindergarten with like a paper plate. Yeah, it does, oh, it does have a little bit of... He needs a little bit more of a budget. The I do drag like race every... judges would say, costumey. I do like everyone's like, no one even knows which one Slapjack is. I was like, okay, but to be fair, no one knew who Shane Thorne was either. Put him in a mask, you know? He's like, I'm just happy for the airtime. Poor Dio Madden. I oh, can't catch a break. No. Remember when Brock he wasn't... tries too. You can see him like as someone who knows character work. When he see when I see it, that guy never gives up. Like when they're walking to the ring, and you can see through the mask of everyone's eyes, like Mia Yim and Shane Thorne, and even to some extent Dominic Dijakovic. You can all see their faces, and they're like, "What am I doing here? I could just be on NXT having you know great matches." Just slamming. And Brennan Williams is there, like. I'm always moving my head. I'm a crazy man. I'm a crazy person in a mask. I'm in retribution. <laughs> well, like he never gives I, well, up character. Well, unfortunately, I think he's like, that. I'm in character. This is the last thing I can try before they might cut me. <laughs> I worry about <laughs> him. I'm going to be fired. You know? Like, I think he's like, I got, you know, Mia Yim's like, well, you know, I don't think they'd fire me, but Dio's like, I will do anything yeah. they want. Well, it's weird. They like, he went from being on like NXT house shows to being the announcer for Raw to being back on NXT house shows to being in this like retribution. Well, well, well don't forget line. Brock Lesnar canonically killed him. That's true. You know, so that's it. You know, closing thoughts, the real winner of this uh, pay-per-view, I think is Rikishi. I think so too. <laughs> I think it really brought him back into the cultural zeitgeist. It thrusts him back into relevance the way he thrusts his there uh, it is. stink right. armor into uh, his opponent's face. We'd love to see it. Yeah. Well, that about does it for us here at Gay Fay Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Gay Fay Podcast, and you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Um, we don't have like an official intro, so I guess I'll just say goodbye.
We hope at this point you've all voted and voted safely. Oh, yeah, but only if you're voting for Joe Biden. If you're going to vote for Trump, just stay home. Yeah, we're not one of those. Get out and vote no matter for who. Yeah, Fuck no. For if Joe you're going to vote for any kind of Republican, you should stay Suck home. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, you should literally just stay stranded at your home. <laughs> I don't know if we're legally allowed to say that. Are we? We're not standing outside of a poll, so I think we can say whatever we want. We'll That's cut true. that part.